Welcome to Not Your Typical English Podcast, the show where English becomes approachable and fun. Join us, Kristin, Miriam and Bea, your hosts and experienced English teachers, exploring the ins and outs of everyday English conversation as we break the traditional boundaries of language learning. Get ready to immerse yourself in conversations that go beyond textbooks. We'll look at idioms, phrasal verbs, and vocabulary that you won't find in your typical English classes. Each episode is a journey through language, culture, and everyday life, designed to make learning English engaging, fun, and memorable. So whether you're an English learner or just love languages, sit back, relax, and enjoy an English learning experience unlike the rest. Let's dive into Not Your Typical English Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to our first podcast episode. I think it's so important for us to get off on the right foot here. Absolutely, Christine. Breaking the ice is key to creating a comfortable space for our listeners. I agree. It's all about making connections and helping our audience put a face to a name. Speaking of connections, we need to size up our audience's needs and interests to ensure we engage them effectively. That's right. When we share our stories, I'm confident we'll all hit it off with our audience. And as we engage, we'll naturally warm up to their interests, making this podcast a valuable experience for everyone involved. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Miriam. So let me break the ice and tell you all a little bit about myself. So my mom is Italian and my dad is English, but I was born and raised in Italy. And since everyone seems to be asking me at this point, I prefer coffee to tea, but I drink both. Mmm, very nice. <laughs> so, I graduated in 2017. I was supposed to become a translator or an interpreter or maybe work for an international organization, but that never happened. I never pictured myself sitting at a desk for hours in an office, mm. let alone in a suit, trying to mediate between various politicians or attempting to resolve a diplomatic issue. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't me. <laughs> Initially, I saw myself alone in a room, translating novels all day, mm. but I soon realized that that wasn't the most practical choice. Also because I'm very sociable and uh, I really like interacting with other people. And uh, so, I don't know, being alone in front of a computer all day wasn't quite uh, my style. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So, I have been teaching ever since I graduated and here I am today, still teaching English as a second language. So, do you teach in a specific age group, Miriam? Well, I actually started with children. Children are special. I love them. They allow me to blend my playful and cheerful nature with my work. I love those first lessons filled with arts and crafts, music and games that helped us hit it off right away. But I know that there is another person in this group that loves teaching children even more than I do, right? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I'm guilty. Uh, yeah, Miriam, I do love to teach children. But let me introduce myself to our listeners first. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Kristen. I'm the American of the group. I'm a South Florida native, born and bred. And I grew up bilingual, speaking both Spanish and English, as one who grows up in Miami often does. Communicating has always been a passion of mine, so it came to no one's surprise that I pursued journalism and communications when I was at university. I was a newspaper reporter for several years before deciding to move abroad for love. 
And I came to Italy in 2015, and that's where my English teaching career and I'd also say my own language journey began. Today, I run an online teaching business educating students across four continents, which include both children and adults. So you mentioned you grew up speaking English and Spanish, but do you speak any other language? I do. Uh, so I speak Italian and I'm learning French. Um, and I have a few funny stories, which I'm sure I'll share with our listeners at some point in the future. Yeah, when I came to Italy more than eight years ago, I didn't speak any Italian. Strangers would size me up as I struggled to utter basic Italian phrases in my Spanish accent. I felt judged and I wasn't my usual confident self. Thankfully, with some studying and time and, of course, a few blunders along the way, I eventually got the hang of it. I realized if I wanted to get off on the right foot with the locals and start to settle into the country, well, learning the language was a must. So I can definitely relate to uh, learners who feel like they hesitate when they speak a new language. Bea, why don't you tell the listeners about your background and how you came to be a teacher? Hello, everyone. I'm Bea. And although you can't see me, I would like you to put a face to our names. So my journey into teaching English has been quite the adventure. Initially, my path led me through the world of science. Um, I graduated from King's College London with a degree in biomedicine, fueled by a childhood dream of becoming a doctor. Hmm, interesting, B. And then what happened? After completing my university studies, I undertook an intensive TFL course by Trinity College and set off to Italy. Mm. I tried to find a job here, but without being able to drive, I really struggled, as where I moved to in Italy has extremely poor public transport, so I relied on my husband to get around. Mm -hmm. I worked a couple of months as a conversation assistant, and then when we returned to the UK, um, as my passion for science persisted, I earned my PGC, that is, a postgraduate certificate in education, and of course, my driver's license. And, and I went off to teach in state schools. <laughs> I worked mostly in a school with mostly EAL students, so students who don't have English as a first language. So although I was officially a science teacher, I really got into CLIL, so content and language integrated learning. Mixing a bit the teaching of science with teaching of English. Wow, and then what? Well, the winds of change blew after Brexit, leading me to Spain for a year. Interestingly, during this time, my now husband moved to Italy mm. and we were determined to be together. So I set a deadline for finding a job in Italy and, incredibly, as fate would have it, a position fell into place just in time. So here I am. Well, I'm so glad for that. Otherwise, I don't think either of us would have ever met. <laughs> yes, right. Right? <laughs> now, uh, I'd like to know about your passions. Uh, Miriam, tell us about yours. Well, I have a passion for astrology. I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm a free spirit. I am creative. I love traveling and learning new things. Mm. I also love books, films, TV shows, especially fantasy and sci-fi. Basically, anything that lets me escape reality are my go-to genres. Are you reading anything at the moment? Yes, I am reading a book called My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante. I read a few pages every day, more or less, before going to sleep. It's about two young girls who live in Naples. It's very good, but I don't want to give too much away. And what are your hobbies and interests, Bear? Well, outside of teaching, which really does take a lot of hours of my week, 
I've warmed up to hiking near the Stani Sibilini Mountains. Um, more recently, I've also delved into weekend volunteering with the local emergency services, a passion that started in the UK during the London 2012 Olympics, where I worked as a first responder and has remained constant in my life. That's really cool. And what about you, Kristin? Well, I like to travel, hang out with my friends, binge watch TV series. Um, I'm currently on the final season of The Crown. And recently, I've really gotten into yoga. I love doing yoga because it makes me feel mellow, you know, calm. I'm much more mellow now that I do yoga regularly. So now, let's talk about the things that we don't like. And let's talk about it. As shocking as, as it may sound, I am Italian, but I'm not good at cooking. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> I do love eating, though. Mm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a sweet tooth and love anything with chocolate in it. And uh, let's not forget my love for cats and my not-so-secret dislike for sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the love for cats is something we all share. Oh, yes. Don't we? Most certainly. Bea, how often do you go hiking in the Cibellinis? Well, I usually go to the mountains on Sunday, but not in winter. I rarely go when there is a snow. So, Bea, I see you have used the present simple to talk about the frequency you hike. Just like, I rarely go when there is snow. This is because we use the present simple for routine actions, general facts and things that happen regularly. We often use the present simple with adverbs of frequency, such as always, sometimes, often, rarely, never, just like Bea did. Mm -hmm. And earlier I noticed Bea asked you, Miriam, if you were reading anything at the moment, and you said that you are reading a book. Yes, Chris, that's right. That's because we use the present continuous, also called present progressive, for actions happening right now or around the present moment. They must be temporary actions. We can't use them for permanent things or situations that are forever. For example, we are recording a podcast now. Or you are learning French. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's totally temporary. I really hope that eventually it becomes permanent. <laughs> You're right. Yes. Okay, now let's take a moment to explain some of the phrases we used earlier. Getting off on the right foot means starting something in a positive or favorable manner, setting a good foundation or beginning. Breaking the ice refers to initiating conversation or making a situation more relaxed, especially in a new or tense environment. Putting a face to a name means remembering someone after being introduced, establishing a connection or familiarity. Sizing up involves assessing or evaluating a situation, person or circumstance often to understand it better or make decisions. Hitting it off signifies establishing an instant and enjoyable connection with someone, often resulting in a good relationship. And finally, we have warming up to, which means becoming more comfortable or friendly with someone or something, typically over time or through interaction. These phrases are essential in establishing rapport understanding our audience and creating a welcoming atmosphere for our listeners. And this episode's word is mellow. Who can tell me what it means? So, I know it refers to things that are smooth, soft, 
not too sharp, bright, new or rough, like a mellow flavor or a mellow sound. That's right, and if we are talking about a person or mood, it means that someone is relaxed or feels good. Like Chris said, I love doing yoga because it makes me feel mellow. So that's all for today. Until next time, bye bye! Thank you for tuning in to Not Your Typical English Podcast. We hope today's journey through language and culture left you inspired. If you enjoyed our banter and insight, hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Until next time, keep embracing the extraordinary in your language learning endeavors.